Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Pride keeps a person from saying the three words, I have sinned. That's what pride does. And this is a tragedy. This is a tragedy. This is the tragedy that you, when you're reading through the book of Revelation and all these judgments, and you come to these statements in the book of Revelation, you say, it's tragic when it says in Revelation 2.21, and God says, I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. And Revelation 9.20, Revelation 9.20, the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, neither can see, which can neither can see nor hear nor walk. And then Revelation 16.9, Revelation 16.9, which says, the men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues. That's amazing. God has power over the plagues. He's bringing great heat on them. They're being scorched by it. Instead of pleading to him, repenting, they, they blaspheme the one who has the power. And then it says, and they repented not to give him glory. And then in Revelation 16, 11, Revelation 16, 11 says, they blaspheme the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. Everything hinges on repentance. And, and because we're all sinners by nature, that's us. Color us sin. We are all sinners by nature. Repentance should be a pretty familiar friend to us. Shouldn't be foreign. That's why the whole ministry of John the Baptist, you can look at the ministry of John the Baptist and say, what was he doing? He was making repentance a friend to the people. And that's how John the Baptist was preparing the way of the Lord. He was preparing the people for the coming of the Lord by his ministry of repentance. All that John the Baptist did for the Jewish people was just get them to say those three words, I have sinned. That's it. That was his whole ministry. And that's what's meant by, in Isaiah forty-three twenty-six. Isaiah forty-three twenty-six. declare thou, God says, do it, declare thou, that thou mayest be justified. You know, declare thou is God was saying, just confess it. Just confess it. You know, the devil in our flesh says, just do it. That's what God told Eve at the garden there. He says, look, it looks nice, huh? Yeah, well, I got more news for you. It tastes wonderful, and it'll make your eyes open. Just do it. Just do it. He pushed her, and she did it. And then she, and then he, he came to Adam, and we don't know what kind of conversation there was between Adam, between Eve and Adam at that point. Adam probably says, "Yeah, but God said," and we can imagine her saying, "Just do it, 
Just do it. And they just did it. And that sin came in. And now God says, just confess it. Just confess it. And that's what God means in Isaiah 43, 26, when he says, declare thou, just confess it, that thou mayest be justified. We cannot progress as Jacob did unless we just confess it, as God says in Isaiah 43, 26. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. When we look back over 2017, which we should, it's good for us to lift up the carpet and see all the sin that we swept under the carpet, and we said, oh, well, who cares? Nobody knows. It's all gone and forgotten now. Time will pass. Just sweep it under there. It may be under the carpet, but it's still under the carpet. And sins of 2017 have to be dealt with with the once and for all by taking God's advice of declare thou or just confess it. As we're told in 1 John 1, 8, 1 John 1, 8, where it says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. We just fool ourselves. We lie to ourselves. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We can pray the prayer, cleanse my heart. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So God so much wants to forgive us, he wants to cleanse us as we enter into 2018. So God says, from Isaiah 43, 26, declare thou, just confess it. He can't do that for us. God cannot do that for us. That is totally our responsibility to do. And he wants, he wanted so much to justify Israel. And he wants so much to justify everyone. But man has to take this first step of declaring to God that he's a sinner. And unless a person does that, he can't be saved. And this is what God is pleading for when he said, and this is that man would confess that he's a sinner, as he said, God said, God said in Jeremiah 2.35, Jeremiah 2.35, God says this, Jeremiah 2.35, yet thou sayest, because I'm innocent, surely his anger shall turn from me. I didn't say that. I'm innocent, so his anger's going to turn away. That's what, he, that's what he says. Yet thou sayest, because I'm innocent, surely his anger will turn from me. Behold, I will plead with thee, because thou sayest, I have not sinned. So God is pleading there, don't say that, that I am innocent. I remember talking to a Jewish man one time, and I, I said, you know, you know uh, uh, so, so, so tell me about when you realized you're a sinner, and he says, sin, and he says, don't say that. I'm not a sinner. What do you think I am? And God pleads, don't say that. Don't say you're innocent. Don't say you haven't sinned. I will plead with thee because thou sayest I have not sinned, Jeremiah 2.35. So when anybody says that, I have not sinned, I am not a sinner, then God pleads with that person, please don't say that, because then you're just putting yourself right down the middle of the road to hell. Because as long as a person does not say to God those words, and it's not just a, a formula like, you know, well, I've sinned, okay, whatever you need me to say, I'll say it. But it's the spirit behind it. And the spirit behind it is captured for us in the publican of Luke 18, 13. Luke 18, 13. Luke 18, 13 says, and the publican standing afar off 
would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Boy, you really get the spirit out of that when he's drawn way to the back and he won't lift up his eyes to heaven and he's hitting his chest. Then he's saying, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And as long as a person doesn't say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and, 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 and enter into the spirit of it, God can't help that person. He just can't help them. Because the way of the publican is the only way to come to God. And it's important for us to look back on 2017 and count our blessings. That's really important. Count our blessings. Name them one by one. Get surprised at what the Lord has done. But it's also important for us as we look back on 2017 to see that the nature of God is to care about our sins. When he says, I will plead with you if you say I'm innocent and you haven't sinned. And seeing that, that, that will then lead us to confess those sins. So Isaiah 43, 26, God's pleading with Israel, just uh, declare thou, just confess it. And the same way, he's also pleading with us, confess any sin that you swept under the carpet. And when the publican confessed to God in Luke 18, 13, Luke 18, 13, God be merciful to, merciful to me, a sinner, the publican was pleading with God. That's a picture of a man pleading with God. So, God pleads with man to confess his sin when he says in Isaiah 43, 26, declare thou. Man pleads with God in Luke 18, 13, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Both God and man are pleading, and that's why God said in Isaiah 43, 26, Isaiah 43, 26, let us plead together. Let us plead together. It's important for us to see as we look back on 2017 and see a sin that we didn't confess to God, we didn't deal with, that God is pleading with us. In Isaiah 43, 26, 43, 26, declare thou. And God says, let's plead together. He means that as he pleads with us to declare thou, that we should also plead with God to be merciful to us, a sinner. And in that way, God invites us to plead together. And we know you got a problem, God says. No, you got a problem. I'm pleading with you. Deal with it. Fix it. Declare you're a sinner. And then he says, let's plead together. So we look forward to 2018. It's important for us to see, as we come to 2018, the purpose that God has for us in this coming year, 2018. And this we see in his purpose that God had for the Jewish people when they were there in Babylon, in this most depressing time in their history of slaves again. And in Isaiah 43.20, Isaiah 43.20, God says, the beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. Now, here God was telling the Jewish people, think about the wild beasts in the field, and you know, and he says dragons, but it's the really word for jackals or elongated animals, you know, it's translated jackals, translated as dragons rather, and owls. And he wants the Jewish people to see, look at them and see how I give them waters in the wilderness. You know, David talked about this in Psalm 104.21. Psalm 104.21, it says, David says, the young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. 
He says, they, he says he's saying, the lions are roaring out to God, give me something to eat. And in Psalm 147.9, Psalm 147.9, it says, he giveth to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. And so the, he wants to, he says, now, you call to mind, Israel, how God gave you water out of a rock, a rock in the wilderness in Exodus. Instant when they were thirsty and the water came out of the rock. In Psalm 114.8, Psalm 114.8, David says, remember that. He says, God, which turned the rock into a standing water. It must have been a big lake that was formed by that rock. The flint into a fountain of waters. Must have been a gushing water coming out of that rock. And all this is to show the truth. The truth that God told Israel in Isaiah 43.20, Isaiah 43.20, to give drink to my people, my chosen. God wants to give spiritual drink to quench our souls within us. And in 2018, in order for us to progress as Jacob did, to move more from the 20% Jacob to the to, to 20% Israel, rather, to the 50% Israel, we must see that God wants to satisfy the thirst of our souls. You know, we live in a spiritually dry world. It's a dry world. We don't go out into the world and get our souls fed. And David said this in Psalm 63.1, Psalm 63.1, when he said, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. See, the world, that's the world. The world around us, they don't care about God. And that makes the world a dry and thirsty land where no water is. And we sit down with unbelievers, sit down for a meal, and just something simple like thanking God for the meal. No, they just start eating. They just start eating like, you know, without any thought of thanking God for the food that keeps them alive. And we're with unbelievers and they're so, 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 who cares about God that everything is, oh my God, oh my God, and they have no idea what they're saying. And you feel like saying, saying to, who is your God? Oh my God. And that's the world that we live in. And this is the world that's described to us in Psalm 63.1. Psalm 63.1. The world is a dry and thirsty land where no water is. And that makes us thirsty for God. And this thirst for God was what the Lord Jesus was referring to when he said, any, is there anybody out there who feels that thirst when he said in Psalm, in Psalm when he said in, in John 7, John 7, 37, John 7, 37, the Lord Jesus, it says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me or into me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, of a truth, this is the prophet. This is the prophet. Now, we just celebrated Christmas, and, and it's important to see that when the Lord Jesus came to earth, he did not come to bring us religion, he didn't come to bring us Christianity. He came to bring us himself as the only true God 
to bring the satisfaction to our souls through him. He came to bring us himself as the source of the living water that's gonna quench the gnawing thirst in our souls. This is the gnawing thirst that the Lord Jesus, he put his finger on when he was speaking to that immoral woman, that immoral Samaritan woman at the well, as he said to her in John 4.10, John 4.10, Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest, the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest ask of him, and he would have given thee living water. And this is what caused this woman to now plead with him to give her that water to quench her soul, her quench her thirst of her soul. But before he gave her that water, he had one requirement. That was the Isaiah 43, 26 requirement, well, declare thou, when he said to her in John four sixteen, John four sixteen, Jesus saith unto her, go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus saith unto her, thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is now, the, he who thou now hast is not thy husband, and that thou saidst truly. The woman saith unto him, sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. See, when he said to her, you've had five husbands and now you're just living with a man, not married to him, something which never happens today, he was saying to her that she was a sinner and he was pleading with her, say it, declare thou, just confess it. And she did. When she said, sir, I perceive thou art a prophet, she said, you're right. That was her way of saying, you're right, I'm a sinner, I've sinned. She didn't say, so what? I'm living with a man that I'm not married to. There's nothing wrong with that, everyone's doing it. Most of my friends are not married, they just live together. She didn't take that position at all. So the Lord Jesus makes this great offer to the people when he offers himself, and he offers himself, he said, you come to me, I'll take away your hunger forever your soul hunger. Oh, you come to me, I'll take away your thirst forever. He said in John 6.35, John 6.35, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me or into me shall never thirst. And, And in the book of Isaiah, when he said that, he was fulfilling a promise in the book of Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 32.2, Isaiah 32.2, there was a promise about him that when he said that about being the bread of heaven and, and fulfilling soul, hunger, and thirst, he was fulfilling that. In, in Isaiah 32.2, Isaiah 32.2, where it says as a promise, a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest as rivers of water in a dry place, as, a, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. So there he was. He was the man. He was the man. He was the hiding place from the wind. He was the shelter from the storm. He was the rivers of water in a dry place. He was the shadow from the baking sun. And that's for us in 2018. We need the Lord Jesus to be for us our personal hiding place from the winds of the world that pull us. We need, in 2018, for the Lord Jesus to be for us our personal shelter 
from the storms of temptation that come to us. We need in this coming year for him to be our personal well in the dry places and our personal shadow from the baking heat of the trials that we're gonna go through. And so as we look at 2018, we see from Isaiah 43.20 that God's purpose for us is that he wants to give drink to his people, that we should find our satisfaction in the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants us in 2018 to stay close to the Lord as our personal well of water, satisfying all our inner desires. When our soul is thirsty in 2018, God wants us to take the correct escape for our soul satisfaction. God does not want us to find our soul satisfaction in 2018 in an escape of vacations, or an escape of recreations, or an escape of Las Vegas, or an escape of TV shows, or an escape of movies, or into ourselves. He wants us to find our ultimate escape in the Lord Jesus himself. And so that's why he wants us to give give us this gift. He has a gift for us. Isaiah 43.10, Isaiah 43.10 is a gift. He says, Isaiah 43.10, I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. So when we turn from the desert of this world to spend alone time with the Lord Jesus, quiet time, that's when we find the rivers of water in the desert. It's during those alone times, during those quiet times, with the Lord Jesus, we find him doing what he said he's gonna do in Isaiah 43.10, to give drink to my people, my chosen. That's why it's important for us, last day of this year, tomorrow's New Year, it's important for us, starting tomorrow, that we start with a resolve that this year it's gonna be a daily devotion time, a quiet time with God, This year, it's gonna be a daily Bible reading schedule where I'm gonna read through the whole Bible in this year, four chapters a day. That'll take you through the whole Bible and and the New Testament twice and Psalms twice. And the reason my pockets are bulging this morning is because I just happen to have a Bible reading schedule for you, if you want one. Because this is for anyone who resolves in the year 2018 to read through the whole Bible. That's God's purpose for us, to daily find through his word the Lord Jesus as the Isaiah 43.10 rivers in the desert. So I'll just ask, I'll give you some. And that will be our joy, to find him as our river in the desert. That's why the Lord Jesus said, in Matthew 5, 6, Matthew 5, 6, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. He's our righteousness, and when we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we're hungering thirst after him. He's our Isaiah 53, 11 righteousness, Isaiah 53, 11, which says, so shall my righteous servant justify many. But it all starts with this thirst, this thirst for the Lord Jesus. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. 
You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. The Creation and Earth History Museum is excited to present our Israel Live summer trips in June, July, and August. Experience a trip to the Holy Land where you'll walk in the footsteps of Jesus and His Apostles, visit some of the most important sites to human history, and seek to make friendships with Jewish people that'll last a lifetime and into eternity. We hope you'll join us in reaching the nation of Israel, one friendship at a time. For more info, visit us at israelalive.org. That's israelalive.org.